Hello and welcome to the VAFCast. I'm your host, Doug Reeves, and today we are joined by Sid Mayu. And I'm going to take a stab at that. was perfect, Doug. I'm going to take a stab at spelling this monster. Mayu. M A Y E U X. Correct. Mayu from the Bayou. My. <laughs> I like, okay. That's how you get it right. I usually put an A in there, and I got it right this time. Okay, let's jump in. Let me make sure this thing is recording. It yep. is. Fabulous. So how did you find your way into the RV hobby and describe the moment you knew it was going to happen? Well, yeah, first, Doug, thanks for having me here. It's great to be uh, part of the group and part of this flying community. My pleasure, man. Uh, I'm. It, it starts as a kid. I was always wanting to get into aviation. I was raised in Harlingen, Texas, the original home of the CAF, now known as the Con Commemorative Air Force. Uh, I got into the Air Force, worked my way through, got you know started flying private. And at some point, about 10 years ago, I realized I'd like to have an aircraft, but I'd really like it to be my own aircraft. The Titan T-51, three-quarter scale all-metal yeah. you know, kit, had caught my eye. How neat would that be? to build one of those. But at the time, I was the chief of aviation safety in the Air Force. So my risk management kind of kicked in and thought, I thought, well, if I'm gonna build my own airplane, why don't I build something that's got a greater sa uh, uh, chance of success, a successful completion and a good flyer. And a guy we know on the VAF uh, called uh, Bugsy, uh, Paul Cardetto, was building an RV-7A. He and I were stationed together at that time in Albuquerque. He brought me over to see his, uh, his airplane under construction. I took my younger son with me, and I, I looked at the plans. I looked at how much fun he was having uh, with his son building it, and I said, man, that's it. I'm going to fly one of these. I did the factory tour out at, uh, uh, with Joe Blank. Uh, you know, ah, God, well, bless God bless him. God bless his soul. Uh, he, he was the one that gave me the factory tour uh, in the RV-7A tip-up canopy, and I said, this is it. So right away, plunked down money, and we started building and that's how I got in. Okay, and you built it? I built it, uh, along with uh, my, my, my son's helped me. My wife bucked a few rivets as well. What's the configuration? The configuration, it's an RV-7A tip-up canopy, IO360 uh, M1B with a uh, Hartzell constant speed prop. Dynon Skyview left and right 10-inch classic screens with a GTN 650 Garmin IFR navigator uh, in, in between. And there'll be a link for some pictures here down the road. Lovely. Why did you pick the 7A? I picked, okay. You know, it might be my airplane, but it's not my airplane, it's my wife's airplane. Although she does not fly, she's got to be comfortable. So when I was looking at the different models, you know, first things first, always ask yourself, what's the mission? My mission was cross country and sport flying, aerobatics and, uh, and formation flying. But I asked my wife, Kelly, if she had any particular needs or requests which i know are requirements she said yes i will not sit behind you <laughs> i got 2069 hours in the back of the f4 phantom she said i will not be your back seat b word and uh, i said okay it's a side by side so that leaves us with a six seven and nine yeah next thing is she said she wants me to be able to she wants to be able to see because uh, she was always concerned about motion sickness so i said all right well a models sit with the nose lower. This took me into the next request from her, which was no surprises. I said, my dear, what does that mean? I need more information. She said, build out of this thing the possibility that you will suddenly say, oh, sh okay, I figured a tail loop counts as one of those. 
<laughs> a ground loop, you know, ground loop. So, all right, we'll make it an A model, and, and we've been very happy with that. Good. How old were you when you started building? I started building, uh, we'll see, this 2010, so what is that, 40, 47. I was an active duty colonel. We're at an airport. Yeah, we're at an airport. It I was happens. an active duty colonel in the Air Force. and uh, So you were 47. I was 47, started building this. It took me, and I did the quick build, which we know means just a little quicker than a long build. But we got it done in uh, four and a half years. Outstanding. Okay, so you got into this hobby for reason A. Is that how it panned out, or do you find out, did you find that it ended up being something more than you expected, you or know, something different? Well, it's been more than I expected. It was not anything different than I expected. Uh, the build process was, was wonderful. There were times where it just kind of, you know, do I feel like going downstairs and building? No, I don't. But there are times, if you just keep plugging away and you make parts, parts become air, you know, things become aircraft parts, and they soon become airplanes. As far as having it, uh, I, I'm flying less aerobatics than I thought I would, uh, just because when I feel like a loop, I'll do a loop, but there's not a lot of need for that. I'm flying a lot more aerobatics than I anticipated, and I'm loving that. Cause you I'm, mean formation? Or uh, 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 formation, formation, I'm sorry, thanks. Uh, formation, because I'm, I'm, I'm flight leads both in FAST and in FFI, and anybody out there who hasn't done a uh, formation clinic and you'd like to get into formation flying, that's a great way to start. But we also, we, we're working this airplane hard. We, my son lives in Austin. I have another son here in the Metroplex, and he needs to go uh, places and see people. And they, he asks me if I can go get him or, or take him there. We go get our younger son and his dog, take, us, take him back and forth all the time. So uh, it's been four and a half years since first flight, and I'm about to go over 900 hours on the Hobbs. And yeah, I, it seems like. More times than not, when I talk to you, you're on your way to Austin or yep. somewhere. In a, I'm did, going today. Did you see that coming? You're <laughs> I'm going today. Uh, uh, my son's been off uh, this weekend and uh, uh, th this evening or this afternoon. I'm flying him back down to Pflugerville to Austin Exact, him and his pop, so he can uh, go back to work. Ah, perfect. And we love it. Perfect. Okay, tell me an interesting story involving you and your RV, someone you met on the ramp, something you saw, etc. Uh... It's neat what you see. This, the RV, depending on how you look at it, either opens up the world for you or it makes the world smaller. So you get to go fly places and do things that, you know, a Cessna is not going to get you to. And I certainly don't want to do this in a Mooney. Uh, we flew out west to Van Horn to pick up my, my, my older son from his in-laws and got word that there's this neat thing to see just due north of Van Horn. It's a spaceport. It's, I guess it's one of Bezos's. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, New Horizons or whatever it's called. We flew north. Blue Horizons. Blue Blue Origins. Blue Origins. Okay. Blue origin. We flew north and saw it. And, and there's no restricted area. There's no TFR. We just flew over it, circled it a few times, and uh, headed east. That was kind of interesting. That sounds pretty deep. Yeah. Well, are you ready for the speed round? Bring it on. Secret talent. Uh, I used to do Donald Duck voice. <laughs> I can't anymore. Uh, the, uh, uh, the wisdom teeth uh, changed that. <laughs> okay, weirdest job you've ever had? Weirdest job? Well, squadron snacko as a lieutenant in the squadrons uh, in flying squadron. What, what snacko? Snacko. I... The first job a brand new lieutenant in a fighter squadron gets, you are in charge of the snack bar. Do a good <laughs> job. If you do well, you might get to be a deputy flight commander <laughs> chief or something like that. So, snacko. Okay, guilty you, pleasure. Uh, oh, geez, man. Pecan, Texas pecan pie with, with bourbon 
in the batter. It, you know, Jeez. it's delicious. You know, I went down and ate lunch with my son, dinner with our son, Sunday night. Huh? Bubba's chicken down at the uh, SMU campus. <laughs> okay, yeah. One piece of chicken, a scoop of uh, fruit salad, and a slice of pecan pie. Pecan pie. What a horrible dinner. The more butter, the better. <laughs> what never fails to make you laugh? Uh, there's a two-part question there, uh, and I run into these on YouTube all the time. Uh, the Bill Ingvall skit on his Thunderbird ride. If you've never seen <laughs> yeah, that, just seen that. just give yourself some room to fall over <laughs> laughing. And Foster Brooks from my childhood. I always thought Foster Brooks was hilarious. Yeah. Those big fluffy white things, clouds. You're a pilot too. You're a pilot too. <laughs> uh, one thing that you will never eat or drink. Again, uh, I guess. D- well, not again, uh, but the answer is straightforward. And of course, this would make common sense, but it's dog or cat. And it's because I spent a year in Korea <laughs> and was offered both. And I learned really quickly, uh, if, if you don't know what it is, ask because you may not like the answer so i did not i did not eat it perfect if you could have a superpower what would it be well it would be to fly and it would be to fly like superman but the thing is in my dreams when i dream of flying for whatever reason i have to swim (laughs) it's it's just it just happens the only way i can get off the ground is is i have to swim so i'd like to freaking fly without having to swim did i tell you the uh the, the idea I was working on for a TV show. You, you, you did. A little bit. It's a modified superpower. Yeah, tell the audience. That was actually pretty good. It's You can fly, but you're still you. you bullets still hurt. <laughs> you get wind burn. Bugs fly into your eye. It's cold. It's hot. It's raining. Yeah, yeah. So it ends up just kind of being a hassle. So you end up really, <laughs> you know, people are looking at you. You just want to go to Kroger and get whatever. Yeah. Some milk. And you go, I'll just fly. And then people watch you land and they're following you and taking pictures. Right. And, and you're like, I just want to, I just want a Slurpee. I'll just, I'll just drive. <laughs> so it ends up being this like, well, do I wear a motorcycle helmet? Because, you know, bugs. <laughs> and it's cold. And it, it ends up being like, I've got this gift, but I can't really use it because it's yeah. just too much trouble. And if you pooch the landing, you hurt yourself. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, best advice you ever got? Uh, Never pass up an opportunity to shut the hell up. Yeah. Worst so, advice it, you ever got. Uh, uh, speak up. But it was at a bad time. <laughs> it was at a time where uh, the general in this case thought I had something to offer. I didn't have anything to offer. He said, no, I want to know. What, I mean, I, I, what was on my mind I knew was not a good thing, so I wasn't going to say it. He had me speak up, and so I did, and I got my, my butt kicked for it so like but it's amazing what you can learn if you just shut up and listen yeah you know that that thing to say at the right time will suddenly appear to, to you you know i was thinking about my superpower <laughs> something you wish you were better at uh, i wish i was better at remembering names yeah. uh, and that's a that's a big thing uh because you know you hear somebody you you know, you meet somebody, a friend of your your family every year. You see him every year at the at the Halloween party, and you only see him then. But you get along with him. You want to associate with him. Uh, you've got a common background. But then, damn it, what's his name? And I guess I was spoiled by the Air Force because in the Air Force I knew exactly what to wear every day, and what to call everybody. <laughs> 
any outside in, uh, RV interests, o outside of RV interests? Well, you know, fishing, actually. I, I, if I could, I'd fish more, but I don't like to fish on the shore. I like to fish from a boat. And uh, the commander-in-chief says, you know, one or the other, but not in both. And I get yeah. that completely. Yeah. If I lose my medical, boat. I will go buy a boat and we'll go do a lot more yeah. fishing. Any organization or charity you want to plug? Yeah, the Red River Valley Fighter Pilots Association, the River Rats. Go with it, man. And, they're, and they've got a, a special, a, 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 a secondary organization. It's the Air Warrior Courage Foundation. The whole point of the River Valley, you know, we, we've had... Uh, uh, some some great veteran support agencies since 9-11, but the River Rats have been around since Vietnam, and it was started by folks like Robin Olds and the Vietnam fighter pilots who, who realized we gotta start doing something to take care of the family members and children of our lost warriors, uh, which was all fighter pilots at the time, and now it's expanded to any military member who flies U.S. military aircraft, so it could be a boom operator, it could be a nose gunner, a, a door gunner, but if something happens to them... And what's the name of the charity? The, the River Rats, the Red River Valley Red Fighter River. Pilots Association. Okay, so you could search that and yeah. find it. Outstanding. If you won $50 million, what is one weird thing you would buy? I had a hard time with this. Uh, well, the boat comes natural. Believe it or not, I'd probably buy a hangar here at 5T Fox and get myself... <laughs> into the mix of this crazy <laughs> Peyton Place airport we have, because as crazy as it is, dealing with that guy who thinks he owns the run, <laughs> the airport and the runway, it's just fantastic being part of this community of Vans Flyers here, yeah. What is the band that people would be surprised you listen to? Okay, well you know me. Doug, you know I'm a metalhead, and I like you Metallica, Ellis in Chains, of course Rush is my favorite from way back. But if you look in my phone, you will find some ELO, some Enigma and some Enya. No kidding. I have an Enya on my phone. Don't judge. No, 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 no. And uh, you know, it, Randy and Kate and Susie and I went and saw ELO like about a year and yeah, a half ago. Yeah, I know. Great show. Uh, they're fantastic. Mr. Blue Sky. Oh man. Jeff Lynn is is, is keeping yeah. it going. He's doing great. Okay, using your first pet as a first name and the street you grew up on as your last name, what would be your porn star name? <laughs> Bobo Rio Rancho. <laughs> How's that? Cut. I had it done. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Okay, the rest. Let's get back to flying. Okay. What aviator, past or present, would you like to have dinner with? Uh, Robin Olds. Okay. Uh, I've had dinner with him, and I like to have dinner with him again. No kidding. General Robin Olds and I, we, we, we've, we've crossed paths a few times, especially around the F4 community. Yeah. Uh, he's my hero. There's a few things about him I didn't like, but there's a few things that, that overwhelmed that. He was sure. a great leader, a great, great pilot. I didn't see that. Was that an I, RV? I did not either. And it kind of sounded like and it. And man, could he drink scotch. Good <sighs> stuff. Operation Bolo. Yep. Yeah, famous stuff. Favorite non-RV aircraft? Oh, I'm like everybody else. Uh, the P-51 Mustang, yeah, but my heart belongs to the F-4 Phantom, especially the F-4E. How old were you when you soloed? Uh, hold on, do some math here. I was 34, a major in the Air Force, when I soloed in a Cessna 172. Perfect. Now, how could that be? Well, because I wasn't an Air Force pilot. Yeah. You know, I was a weapons systems officer. So my, Where was this? This well, the solo was at Langley Air Force Langley Base. Langley Air Force Base. 
Yeah, so all my nav time in the back of the F-4 Phantom didn't count towards a pilot license. Tell me about a time you had a problem in the air, any airplane, and what you did about it. You want the short one or the long one? I want long, baby. You want the long one. There I was. We, uh, it was F-4, we were a two-ship cross-country. We stopped for lunch at Nellis Air Force Base in Vegas. Going to do the second leg out to Point Magoo uh, in uh, in, uh, California. We're in the lead aircraft, uh, Kim Fieldstat and me on the back seat, in uh, 10 second spacing. We get airborne in the middle of the day, uh, uh, taking off to the south. And as we get airborne, I hear caution, fire, fire. Number two says, lead, you're on fire. And my front seater says, I got an overheat light right side. You know, it's a clear and a beautiful day. I said, man, turn right, go between the golf courses. And I start reciting the, uh, the boldface, uh, uh, the procedure. You know, it's throttles, afterburner, landing your handle up, external load jettison. So we got the, we got the throttles, afterburner, landing your handle up. And, he, and, I, and I said, external load jettison, like that. Because I wanted him to think about it. And he goes, Nellis Boulevard is in front of me. It's full of cars. I said, dude, let's just come right and go to the north. And uh, we got turned to the right. We did. It was, it was north, left 360. Uh, I tried to get him to jettison the fuel tanks over Jettison Hill, which was right in front of us, but he didn't. Uh, and then he starts uh, jettisoning wing fuel, uh, 2,000 pounds uh, uh, out of each uh, internal wing, which actually I didn't know he was jettisoning, but that's actually supposed to put us in a, in a bad CG situation because we still had a full or, ne- or nearly full center tank. But... So we did that turn to the east, and we landed. We land. We logged a point two, which included taxi time, <laughs> and uh, hot brakes in the whole shebang. When he pulled it out afterburner, lead immediately said uh, the fire's out. But now he had a firelight in the back. So he had an overheat and a firelight, so aft fuselage and tail area. So which told me that well, we maybe we have an internal fire. But we put it on the ground, sh- stopped it, and got the hell out of that airplane. And later on, and when uh, we looked, it was the uh, belly, the entire aft part of the belly skin uh, paint was bubbled. So, we, you know, from heat. Yeah. Uh, and it was just a, it was a broken AB line. But, mm-hmm. you know, follow the procedures, modify the procedures as required for the situation at hand. We did not want to put a 4,000-pound tank of jet fuel on all those cars. They frown on that. No, but, and we landed it and the airplane was fixed and flew. Kick ass. So what do you do at your day job? You I know am, what you did at your day job. What do you do now? Well, yeah, yeah. I was in the Air Force uh, now for six years. I've been at American Airlines. I'm a ground school instructor for Boeing 777 pilots in the American Airlines Flight Academy. Okay. Uh, if you have one, how did you get your call sign? Scroll. Hey, and that was uh, James that just was took that off his four. Yeah. yeah. I'm facing the wrong way. Huh? Yeah, so... Uh, uh, yeah, scroll. Uh, my third ops tour... At Holloman, uh, I did real well. I was, uh, I, I was, I think I did a pretty good job as an instructor Wizzo, instructor backseater. But I had two really bad events. Uh, one of them was uh, we, taken off without clearance. We thought we had clearance. When in doubt, ask. But we took off without, and we nearly hit a T-38 that was doing a uh, touch and go. I don't know how we missed them. Uh, the second one was uh, we took this F-4 cross country to Key West, Navy Key West. They parked us on this beautiful new gleaming almost white concrete ramp and uh 
as we're getting ready to leave, I climb up the ladder. The, uh, the guy I'm flying with is still bound below. He says, hey, uh, let's, bleed the, let's bleed the emergency brakes, which is something you normally do with a crew chief, but those guys don't know. So I jump up there. I'm supposed to pull the emergency brake handle and pump down the brakes till he tells me to stop. He's looking at the gauge. I pulled the wrong handle. I pulled the uh, emergency landing gear handle, which blasted <laughs> a 3,000 PSI bottle of hydraulic fluid out the bottom of the airplane. We, to this day, you can see this big pink spot from the hydraulic fluid where this airplane had been parked. So in no time at all, there were at least 60, 70 call sign submissions handle drippy scrape dumbass you know you name it all these things and uh our flight commander's wife knows calligraphy new calligraphy probably still does he made a scroll out of brown paper bag with a couple of wooden uh, rods and knobs on the end and and she wrote on there be it known that on this day having considered young captain said my you for the following call signs and you know they put all these call sign submissions on a wide erase board well she listed them in calligraphy in two columns on this scroll <laughs> At the bottom, henceforth he shall be known as, left it blank, let it be written, let it be said, let it be done. <laughs> okay, so in the call sign submission, you know, you know, call sign part of this said, scroll, <laughs> do I get to keep that thing? Yes, I do. So I have the scroll. I've never heard that story. And, and, uh, and by the way, the way it works is somebody, there's a boot up there, somebody puts 10 bucks in the boot. Dumbass, you know, you know, puts a submission. If I don't want it, I got a bit against it. Well, now I'm doing IOUs and I'm up to $300 on this thing. And so he pulls out this scroll and, it, and somebody put 20 bucks in the boot and said, of course, all that goes to the beer fund. Yeah. Uh, scroll. I said, if I get to keep it, I'll do scroll. And it's, I like the call sign. It's a reminder that no matter how good you are, and I, I, I was pretty darn good at my job, but it doesn't take much to turn you from the windshield to the bug. Yeah. Okay, what did you give up to do this RV thing, and or what hobby did you trade it in for? Well, fishing, like I mentioned. Fishing. I mean, I, I, there, there's opportunities from there and then, but I really wanted to get a boat and, and do that more seriously. If you could only fly one more time, knowing it's your last flight, and you could choose any airplane, past or present, what would it be? It'd be the Phantom. I'd, I'd be in the back of the F-4 Phantom <laughs> in a heartbeat. Hell, if it's my last flight, I may just jump in the You're front. You're very consistent. Yes, I, mean, I am. Everybody I talk to, they always pick the airplane they flew in the military. Yeah. It was good, man. What a meat You wouldn't pick the X-15 or the... No, I don't know anything about it. I'd, uh, be, I'd be too worried I'd break something. Yeah. I'd pick uh, the Eagle, Apollo 11 Eagle. I, I want to do the first landing. Well, I don't blame you. Yeah, that'd be neat. Okay. What aviation milestone are you most proud of? I'm proud that I survived Desert Storm in the Wild Weasel. And I'm proud that, I mean, I, I drew blood. Not that I'm proud that I drew blood, but when I killed those SAM sites, it was to defend my guys. So the training worked, and I did not fail it, and I didn't fail them. And I didn't fail, fail the people that I was uh, flying with. Man, goosebumps. Perfect, perfect. What's next on your aviation horizon? You know, it's a good question. Uh, I, I need to get serious and get my commercial done. You can borrow my stuff. Yeah, I know. You, you've sent it to me, which is great. But, uh, you know, we're good at American Airlines. I'm not going to herd cats as an airline pilot. Uh, I'm going to keep the airplanes dialed in. Yeah. You know, the, uh, uh, Kelly Girl is just flying really well. We've I built it, and then we spent four and a half years improving it. You know, I bought Danny King's prop, changed it from fixed pitch to constant speed, went IFR. 
life Put is in a smoke system. Yeah, the smoke system is kind of fun. It's kind of gratuitous, but it's uh, although it comes in handy in the traffic pattern sometimes. It does. But uh, I, I'm loving it, man. I, you know, being here at Five T Fox, surrounded by the Van Der Force community, and uh, surrounded by professional aviators at American Airlines, and still in touch with all my military friends, life is good as an aviator. I hear you, brother. Thank you for talking with me. That it was is perfect. My pleasure, Doug. Thanks a lot. Kick ass. Take care, buddy. You bet.